Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode number 77. Uh, we're very happy to be here today. And today we will be talking about a little travel recap. If you haven't checked out some of our social media accounts, uh, Jared and I were reunited for a wonderful, I believe it was six days, and we had the opportunity to travel uh, in Berlin and Prague. I got to show off my hometown here, um, Komutov. It was absolutely fantastic being a tour guide for Jared and also for our buddy Don. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about what we were up to. Um, I also want to kind of give my my two cents or uh, what was that other untranslatable? It was like uh, put put your five cents in or something like that about my what it was like on my end being the tour guide. Um, I think Jared obviously knows I had a great time, but uh, we'll talk more about that later this episode. So we're looking forward to bringing this to you. And without further ado, my good friend and my buddy who is abroad with me, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Now that's an intro. <laughs> had to overcompensate uh, <laughs> for the last few uh, fluffs. That's what I'm talking about. It's uh, good to be back in the Harry Potter studios. Um, it feels almost, It's so funny because the first couple minutes of us being in front of each other in Berlin felt so awkward and now it's like oh man I gotta settle back into having to look at you right oh my gosh so far away <laughs> no I actually love it this is great um Chad is right uh we had a great time I took a lot of pictures actually Don took a lot of pictures and he's very uh he's very friendly and sharing um, and if you want to see them you can follow us on Instagram on translatable podcast if you want to follow us on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. You can see some pictures, not as much. That's what Instagram is for. But I also tweet out the song of the pod, and um, I uh, talk to other people about my uh, troubles with uh, disc, disc space. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So if you want to follow along with my, uh, my uh, hard drive issues, uh, follow us on <laughs> untranslatable1 on Twitter. Or email us, untranslatablepodcast, if you have any solutions for that. Um, or... If you want to tell us some untranslatables, which are sayings, idioms, uh, things your family used to tell you that make sense to you, but you know you think about it, it doesn't really make any sense, or um, just tell us you like us, or you could always spread a little love and uh, five star reviews. Always spread a little love. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's good to be back. You know, it is really good to be back. And the first thing that's great to be back, I, I every time I go on some sort of vacation especially when it's international but any vacation first thing i do is i gotta take a shower uh-huh. you know even though you yep. really just sit around all day mm-hmm. it's still just like i gotta take a shower and so um i did that it was very refreshing to use your own shower to use your own uh products Towels, body wash products, exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and your the comfort i have my own like i have a speaker in there that's so i can it's just my own the comfort of my own setup i don't feel sure. like i'm um Getting athlete's foot, you know, that's also nice. Right. Um, so that was We're nice. lucky we, we didn't get athlete's foot. How after... long does it take to get athlete's foot? I've never, oh, I don't think I've ever got it before. That's a good question. I think you <laughs> yeah, can get it pretty, soon. pretty quick. Um, right. I don't know. We'll check back with us in a week or two to see because <laughs> we, were, we were very foolishly walking around Berlin. Jared and I were unprepared. We were walking Slipping around our hostel piece. barefoot. Um, but I have to say the hostel was kept fairly clean. Yes, and I and um, I did like the setup in um, in Prague, 
where they were there were multiple showers on each floor. We were only we were in the same room both times. We you know we went one day, went to Kolmatov, then went another uh, day. And we were in the same room both times. So I believe there are other floors, and it's the same setup on other floors. It is. Yeah, yeah. But they have individual bathrooms for uh, separ- separ- that are separate for you know doing your business and for showering. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a couple of them on each floor. And so, yeah, you know, it's, you got the private – you know, they're public, but you also got the privacy of your own thing going on. So you can, you can relax a little bit. Oh, definitely. It's not the same when you're showering three feet from your buddy. You know. <laughs> but I'll say this. At Prague – there, uh, all these hostels have, you know, almost like a, um, like, um, if you go to public bathrooms, you push it down and it gives you sort of a timed, uh, water. Mm, the Prague yeah. one was way shorter. Oh, it was super short. You had to be I was pushing on that thing <laughs> like crazy for sure. Yeah. Um, but I get it because people, people forget that stuff all the time. So I get it. But, um, as I mentioned, love coming home in my own products, my own shower, the comfort, my towels. I, I know my own setup. But the second best part, excuse me, what the fuck am I talking about? The number one best part, the bed. Oh, for sure, dude. For I sure. I mean, just imagine when you go back to Michigan in July. Yeah. Yeah. But, you're right. Um, number one is the bed. And I, I did some, and I thought about this because um, I'm not sore, actually, surprisingly. You know, I'm a young. In shape, man. <laughs> Young whippersnapper. But um, we did some walking. A lot of walking. I want you to guess. Uh, so I have an iPhone, and it and it uh, tracks steps and miles. You know, it's not a hundred percent accurate, but it's a pretty good it's a pretty good guesstimation. Mm-hmm. It's in the ballpark, give or take a couple of miles. I'm sure. Um. So, what? How many? Um. Let's see. Let me ask you this properly. How many miles do you think we walked over, as you said, six days? Well, I think each day we walked at least five miles. So if we go by my calculations, five miles, what, five times six is what, 30? Is my math right? Parada. <laughs> okay, good. Glad I can still do basic multiplication. <laughs> um, but I have you a feeling were very we hesitant there. <laughs> I, I was right. Well, hey, we're we're live on air. I don't want to. He's a know, language teacher. He's a <laughs> not, exactly. I'm not a math or a science person. Um, but I I would guess some days we walked more than five miles. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess. I mean, I would guess forty, but I think we could have walked more. Am I in the ballpark? You, what you just said is correct. <laughs> we so could have walked 40. more. <laughs> okay. And we 50, did walk I'm more. I'm just going to go with 50. That's pretty close. One more guess. That's very close. 55. 51.5 miles. Wow. That's crazy. Second question. Uh-huh. How many steps? Ooh, dear Lord. I, this is to the T, by the way. I, I added this up with a calculator. This is okay. not, I mean, to the T according to my iPhone, obviously. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, let's see here. So 51.2 miles. 51.5 miles. So 51 and a half miles. Oh, man. How many steps are I wonder. I, let me get that in kilometers, too, while, while you're doing some. Good call. Good call. Like uh, let's see here. Well, I think isn't, isn't like 10,000 steps, isn't that around five miles? I believe I f- so. I feel like I'm becoming that meme of Zach Galifianakis when he's in the Hangover, <laughs> yes. and you know all the all the the numbers and stuff when they go into the casino. Before you guess that, how many kilometers uh-huh. do you think it is? <laughs> we'll um, do that first. Kilometers. Wouldn't it be like 
I don't know, 20, 29 kilometers? Other way around. Kilometers, miles are longer than kilometers. Oh, okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. So then, I don't know. Because, um, you know, kilometers 200 is, six, is uh, you know, 200 is 160, for example, man, or 100 is... You, uh, you, must, you must love putting me on the spot right now, making me do it's math. It's 82 kilometers. Let's go back to my original kilometers. question. Okay, 82 the kilometers. The steps. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have to say that's got to be... I, I don't know, um, 150,000 steps. It's pretty close. 127,000. Really? Okay. okay. 149 steps. steps. Those Sambas were doing some work uh, while you were here, Jared. That's for they sure. They really were. They really were. And, uh, you know, I shout out to Adidas because they, they kept my feet. Uh, they were great. They were great. Um, so, yeah, that, that was, um, I mean, that's got to be a record for me for a while. And, uh, and that and that in itself is a reason why I think I got to get back there more because it keeps me in yeah, shape. That's true. I mean, I've lost I think three or four kilos, maybe even five now since I've been here. And it's wow. just and it's just that walking around. I'm sure I've gained some of that some of that back while you guys were here because we were oh yeah no eating it's our some <laughs> some savory foods and drinking uh, a couple of beers here and there. But uh, yeah, just a few. Yeah, it was a great time though, man. And I have to say. What I've learned from our trip, here's an early little teaser of our main topic. What I've learned from our trip is sometimes no plan is the best plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it helps to have someone. I think it also helps to have someone that roughly knows the area. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially in Prague. Berlin's yeah, I, maybe easier, a little easier to go full planless that's than Prague. True. That's Ber- true. Berlin is so much more open than Prague. Right. And and Berlin, you can, you know, there's it's also more well, visible because there's right. less taverns. <laughs> right. Right. And less, uh, less basement, uh, exactly. basement bars as well, where you don't have any cell reception either. So, <laughs> which is a nice touch. Right. It, it is, you know, uh, it makes you, makes you talk to people and, uh, not just be uh, a cell phone zombie, which is definitely great. And I think mm-hmm. it's a problem that a lot of younger people have um, is... Including me, by the way. Oh, not, me too. I'm not... Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying we're to not be the, one of those... Yeah, we're not the old people in the room. We are these young people that... <laughs> right. But I've been trying really hard, one, to reduce my screen time with my phone, and two, to be more present in the moment. Yeah, I uh, try that too. I, um, I, I feel more and more guilty whipping out my phone these days. And um, especially since I try I tried to... Um, it kind of annoys me when other people do it too. Right. Well, and you know, it's funny. I love watching to see how long people go. Like if their friend leaves to go to the bathroom, right? How quickly do they whip out their phone? Sometimes you know? what I like to see is um, if I'm, if I'm say I'm talking to someone and they're on their phone and they claim they're listening, how long I can just stop talking before they uh, notice that I, that, right. <laughs> that, I, that I haven't been talking for like 30 seconds or like 45 seconds or something like that. Or even even better <laughs> is if you just start saying a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like on their phone and you're like, you're like yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> then I ran they, them over with my car. Right. And right. it was kind of funny. Exactly. So I decided I'd just run someone else over. And then I started going 100 down the city street. And, like, and uh-huh. they're just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then I slammed to a bank and stole a bunch of money and ran away. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I've actually done that a couple times too. Maybe not that extreme, but I've definitely something done something. I've maybe what I've done is I've just been like, "You're not listening." Oh, it's interesting to, that you're not listening to me right now. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "That's oh, that's really good." <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many times I can say you're not listening to me right now until you realize <laughs> Before you what notice. I'm saying. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And those people claim that they're uh, that they're you know that they're good at double tasking and that they can't pay attention. It's like it's right. okay if you're not. Just admit it. Right. Oh, I'm a horrible multitasker. Anyone. That's why uh, before we started recording this episode, I was telling Jared, I'm trying to keep my tabs to a bare minimum now so I can completely focus on our conversation mm-hmm. in the podcast. I require it. We had to have a behind the scenes talk. I said, hey. That's right. It was an <laughs> intervention. <laughs> I came back to my room in I'm feeling lonely over here. That's it feels right. like you're paying more attention to those tabs than me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking of cell phones, though, um, it was funny while we were traveling... Uh, I had, Jared knows this, but our listeners don't. I had lost, uh, I'd used up all my data. And so in Berlin, I was using my phone a lot to navigate where we, how to get to places and where to go because I don't know the city that well. And I always forget every time I go to Berlin how huge it is. And I didn't realize for the first couple Mm -hmm. days uh, that I I had, um, well, actually my plan wasn't set up like that, but I realized after that I could get the plan where it's an additional $10 a day for international and it's just my normal plan. Which isn't too bad. Right. Especially for six days. It's not that bad. Exactly. And I have a pretty good plan here too. So it was pretty freeing. Yeah, definitely. And and that's just what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's weird though. You know, we, we talked about how people are too attached to their phones, which I think is true. But sometimes it's also a necessary evil you need to use, you know? I, I had to, for example, um, I had to, because my flight out of um, Berlin was pretty early, you know, it left at 7.05, so I, I needed to get there pretty early. I left, uh, I booked a taxi on my phone mm-hmm. at, for 5 a.m. And, um, you know, it's that some stuff like that is, yeah, possibly I could have gotten Wi-Fi somewhere. But it is nice to just be able to like do that early and and you know not have to worry about uh, oh definitely. me being somewhere to do stuff like that. Definitely. But um, the taxi driver actually, he um, first he asked me in um, in German where where I'm going, like you know where I'm going, and mm-hmm. I told I responded in German that I uh, is it ich gehe uh, zurück or excuse me I said fliege ich fliege zurück nach Hause or zu Hause nach Hause yes. fliege. Ich fliege nach Hause. <laughs> Good, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I said it right. But anyway, uh, he said, uh, you know, Wohen. And I said, and I said um, Philadelphia. And then mm-hmm. he started talking to me about the Super Bowl and what was the celebration like after the Super uh-huh. Bowl. Oh, nice. And I was, and I was like, you could imagine. It was insa- insanity. <laughs> right. Oiled up all the poles and people were still climbing them. And, and he's like, uh, and he's like, it doesn't seem like they did that uh, that well next season. I was like, no, I think they're still hungover from the celebration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that might be true. That might be true. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. It was weird too because the the Berlin airport is something I don't think I've ever experienced before. Each gate has its own check-in desk and security mm-hmm. uh, line, a security uh, um, portal thingy. Um, and so you go, so and so, and you have to check in at the place. You can't check in online, online. So there was a pretty long line, but it moved pretty quickly, and I got there early enough. However, in Heathrow, and that was de- that was deceiving. That okay. was deceiving. <laughs> My plane left at nine fifty-five from Heathrow, and I landed at about say, you know, eight twenty-five, eight thirty. So la- that's la- touchdown. Right. Got to the gate at about um, 
Got, I don't know when I got to the gate, but there's all, but I got to the gate, and then you have to take a bus to the to your own separate terminal, and so the, oh, you know geez. everyone's getting off this plane, and this is a, obviously an international flight, so it's a giant plane, mm-hmm. and this is not uh, this is also Heathrow, so not necessarily the only I- international flight coming in at any point, you know, point right. in time. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, probably the bus between waiting for the bus and getting to the to the terminals probably like. 30 to 45 minutes. So Ooh, then I'm like, so close. then I'm like, um, okay. Hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I got enough time though. But then I forget, yeah, I got to go through security again. Yep. And so I have to go through security. And so that is a couple more minutes waiting. And then, um, and then I think, did I have, I, luckily I did not have to go through customs. You know, I had to throw, show my boarding pass. And, um, oh, no, on the way, you know what I did have to do, though? I didn't have to go through customs. But before I got into the bus, for only a specific American Airlines flights, I think that for some reason, we had to go through a, a separate questioning. And this is, <laughs> this is crazy. So, you know, they re- look at your passport and um, they're like, where are you, you, know, where are you uh, going? And I'm like, I'm going back home to Philadelphia. Like, oh, what were you do- where were you while you were gone? I was like, Berlin and Prague. Uh, you know, for vacation. And she's like, oh, what's your favorite site that you saw? And when she said that, I was like, um, uh, 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 um, uh, the Brand of Eric Tor. <laughs> and it just caught, it just caught me off guard. <laughs> right. And I was like, um, uh, the, um, the, uh, um, the, the, and I was right. like, you don't want to answer like, the wrong. I asked him, right she's like, <laughs> right, right. We got please, one. Please, sir, you've right. been selected for a random screening. <laughs> uh, uh, Big Ben. Oh wait, I wasn't in England. Oh shit, what do I? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, the Eiffel Tower. Oh shit, no, I wasn't in Paris. Right. Oh man. You could have said anything too. You could have. You could have said anything. You could have. Oh, I know. Like, I know. The East Side Gallery, or. But, I know, but just, you're right, though. When they put you on the spot like that, it's kind of like, what, what do I say? Like, I was that kind of exhausted where I was kind of running on, like, like autopilot almost, you know? Sure. You know, well, we had a you, long six days. Even in a difficult airport, because I'll get to that. Even in a difficult airport, um, like, it, I, once you've been to enough airports, you can just kind of run on autopilot through them. Most of yeah. them that I've been to, except for a couple, are pretty well set up. And so, like... Anyway, so I get through security. I, I get to I get to the questioning. Get get on the bus. Go through security. Waiting security's line, and that was you know that was all right. That was another couple of minutes, but you know, time's adding up. And so at sure. that point, it's about my uh, it's about nine ten, let's say. Ooh, your flight <laughs> what nine thirty five? Is that what my you said? My flight leaves at nine fifty five from Heathrow. So I I really had to pee because I I uh, I hadn't peed since I uh, left Berlin. And so um, I go pee real quick, and it's it's about uh, and then it's after and then I forget that just because I'm in the terminal, Heathrow is still a gigantic airport. Right. So I have to go through like this labyrinth of of and so it, it's <laughs> it literally turns from and my mom and you know, God bless my mom because she she uh bef- you know I, I, when I left Berlin I was telling her I was going through Heathrow. And I, you know, I'm leaving now, whatever. And she's like, "All right, just remember Heathrow's a big airport. Don't, um, you know, don't don't miss your flight. Don't, you know, don't lollygag." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, you know, I'm an adult." Thanks, and mom. So the progression of me leaving the bathroom <laughs> went from, you know, just you know, a, a, a medium-paced walk, a, a good Jared walk, to a solid Jared walk, to a slight jog. <laughs> okay. And I like because it's like one more a turn. Gallop. And because what it said was a you know a twenty I was twenty four and it was like a twenty one to sixty something this way and I was like okay, and then it says 
And then, but halfway through that, it says A21 to 25 this way. And that's another oh, cutoff. No. Oh, and that was geez. a whole other hallway randomly. Right. Oh, <laughs> so man. I was like, that's a hallway for. And I, and I was like, and so I, when I saw that hallway, I looked at the clock. I was like, 925, 930. Okay. Uh, right. And so I start jogging and I see a sign that says gate closing. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so that's when I was like, whoo, 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 And I get there. And luckily, I, as I see it, there's a pretty long line still. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Nice. Okay. But uh, so I get to the line. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I hear someone on the phone behind me. He's like, Mike, Mike, where, where are you? Are you, are, did you have your back, right? <laughs> you need to run. No, oh, where, where, where's Christian? No, 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 no. It says closing. <laughs> and... um. And so I don't know what happened to them. I don't give a fuck. But um, <laughs> so I got there and my heart was beating. And then so I went, uh, you know, I, you have to do another b- boarding pass and security check. I had a boarding pass. She looked at my boarding pass. She went to go get me a new boarding pass. And it, that took a long time. And then you have to give your boarding pass to someone after that. This is uh-huh. Heathrow. They don't fuck around apparently. Right. And um, and I wasn't. And he like checks you off on some list. And he looked on the list. And he's like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see your name, and I was like, I, she just gave me that boarding pass right there. <laughs> right. I'm looking at her. I could touch right. her if I from where I'm standing. And and so he calls over another lady and says, I don't see him on the list. And she looks at the list and she looks at me. She's like, Sir, you've been selected for a random screening. And I was like, Oh my god. Really? And so, so they you, looked. Oh God. Okay. So, Continue. <laughs> So I went over to this to you know it's kind of like Berlin in the sense that each gate has its own sort of separate little region you know a lot of European okay. airports are like that yeah, each yeah. gate has its own sort of region you can't just go to another gate and so they have a table set up on the side and they pull all my they don't really pull all the shit out in my uh, duffel bag because that's all closed and, but she feels around in it moves stuff around and she pulls stuff out of my bag she's looking in my uh, my you know my podcast bag with my mixer mm-hmm. and shit and she's like sir will you open this please. And she's like, sir, would you please open this bag? Is this yours? Could you uh, zip on the zipper? <laughs> and and then there's a dude that's, you know, feeling me up real nice. And I'm like, please take me <laughs> to dinner first. Dinner there, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously they don't find anything. But um, it, that definitely, it, uh, it, it, luckily because I knew I had nothing, it, made me, it didn't make me nervous. But it right. did make me think that, you know, I've heard of people not being concerned with traveling about uh, with stuff. So uh, that's a tip for those people that aren't afraid to travel with quote unquote stuff. Right. Don't do it at Heathrow. <laughs> don't don't uh, do it don't do it anywhere. <laughs> that's um, true. But yeah. But they did not fuck around. They and there were a lot of people getting randomly selected. First I felt it like, oh yeah, no. So randomly select the brown guy yeah, when I was like I was yeah. <laughs> because that did happen in Paris. When I came back from Vienna, it was me that got randomly selected. And, and it was um, that, they were, were uh, like from Muslims, Michigan. Right? So they were Chaldeans, so they're you know Mich- Michigan Chaldeans, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it was him and his sister, and uh, he was like, oh yeah, what a coincidence! The brown people get randomly selected, and right. then they like separated, and then the people like separated us, and then they like separated me by pushing me to the front of the line, and when they started boarding, I just I just looked around and I just walked in. I just gave the people my boarding pass and walked in, and right. and they never. Th- but um, yeah. So there were a bunch of people. There was one woman that was clearly from Philadelphia. This is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been going out for so long, but this was, <laughs> she was clearly from Philadelphia because 
um, the 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 British woman was uh, extra nice. She's like, "Can I please uh check your hair? Can I please?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Can I please?" She's like, "Yeah." Well, you don't have to ask me every time. Just do it. Right. Right. And then she's like, "Can I please?" She's like, "Yeah." My, she's like, "Put my foot out. Go do it." <laughs> and and then she went over to can her daughter. Can you please stop asking me? Can you please? <laughs> And then uh, she went over to her daughter, who hadn't been randomly selected, and she was like, she kept asking me every question, and I, I kept repeating yes. And I was like, what do you want me to do, squat down for you? Right. <laughs> what if you say no? Like, can I please check you? Nope. I know. Yeah. Nope. All right, like, well, what? then you can't go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I'm going to call the cops, and you're going to get arrested <laughs> in British airport jail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad you made it back to your flight safely. And, yeah. Uh, I had no contraband, uh, even though. And then you know what made me feel extra great about being back in America, is it was the complete opposite. So they now have a kiosk system, which I did not know. And so you just type, you know, they ask you all those. You have to, you know, that blue paper they give you usually. Yeah. For, you don't have to do that anymore. It's all through a kiosk, and they give you a receipt. Okay. And then you give the rec- you give the receipt to the cu- customs guy, and he was like. What were you doing? Uh, we're like, what were your purpose of your travels? Like, just vacation. He's like, all right, see ya. Oh, nice. And that was it. And I was like, you goddamn right. It's good to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've had I've had problems though when I've come back from Germany, and they've asked me a slew of questions. You know, why I've were never you there? Had what were you back doing to the there? US. Um, I've gotten asked a couple questions, but I've never really had any like. No, like ne- nothing overly. It's usually more going into other places where I get most of the questions. I'll, Paris I'll never, has been a big I'll one. I'll never forget though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. In Paris, I was gonna say Paris and London have kind of big, big been big ones for me too. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I'll never forget. I came back home from Germany with my dad, and I was seventeen at the time, and they asked me a bunch of times, like, "You're you're sure you're his son?" <laughs> and I'm like, do you not see the both of us? What kind of weird sex trafficking is this? <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I guess they have to ask, which I appreciate, but it's like, yeah, I mean, our passports match up. I yeah. look like him. Yeah. You know, picture me with gray hair and a bit of a belly, and uh, we're twins. You guys do look, I mean, to me, you guys do look very similar. Oh, You definitely. just look like a, like a younger brown-haired, I mean, you know, for now, version. Of right. Him. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, get these grays slowly coming in, so we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you made it back safe. Your journey mm-hmm. was all right. We'll talk more about our travels and all of for our sure. shenanigans in a bit. For sure. But now I think it's time to... Spread a little love. I'm with you. That's I'm right. With you. And the, the, first, the first thing that I'd like to say, um, it's, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've heard about this, Jared, um, unfortunately, there was the uh, shooting at the mosque in New Zealand. I did see um, that, yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to all of the people that have been uh, involved in this who have lost a friend or a family member. Um, you know, it's such a shame that we still have these issues where, you know, people in mosques or synagogues or churches or movie theaters or schools, anywhere that, you know, people can be. Um, innocently gunned down, um, and it's it's just such a shame. So um, here at the Untranslatable Podcast, um, we send all of our our love and good vibes, and uh, I would say prayers, but I don't think either of us are very religious. No, so but, we'll but stick what with we do love do, and good vibes. Yeah, spread a little love. We, we do st- spread love, though, and I do believe, and this is not meme news, but I heard this from a friend, so I haven't actually checked this, but that they did quickly after that enact some sort of uh, law banning certain weapons if so I'm that's not my that's my oh. second shout out is Spread to the country of new zealand uh who are banning semi-automatic weapons it took one day 
We are now on day <laughs> billion and 55 in the United States. And, and look, here, the here's inception. the thing. Uh, yeah. right. here, here's the thing. I'm not saying that the government should take away all guns. And I don't think in America that will I ever that's be possible. impossible at this point. Right. But I think we do need to have some type of smarter regulation. And people say, oh, well, well, criminals can still get guns illegally. It's like, yes, of course they can. But at the same time, if you make the access to guns a lot more difficult and you try to regulate it better, I would assume that some of this might be decreased. Well, and that's and that's annoying too because they say for the option essentially is do nothing, because what those same people say is that no, it's the people we need to invest in, uh, you know, in healthcare and. Uh, but it's like, oh, but you don't want to, you know, it's kind of like a contradiction because it's like, no, it's not the guns. Either. It's right. not the guns, it's the people. You know how many of these people are on psychiatric meds that do this? It's like, oh, yeah, but you guys are also, uh, you know, against, you know, e- easier, att- excuse me, I don't know why I'm doing this, easier attainable um, health care. Right. It's, exactly. It's just a contradiction. Right. Right. And the yeah, it just keeps turning and turning. My next shout out goes out to the Irish prime minister. Have you heard about this? I have not. So Vice President Mike Pence, who has been very open on his stance against uh, the LGBT community, against homosexuality, um, he went to visit the, or sorry, the Irish Prime Minister visited him in D.C. um, And the Irish Prime Minister, Leo um, Vardkar, took his partner, Matthew Barrett, with him on Thursday as he met with Vice President Mike Pence at his residence in Washington, D.C. Pence, obviously, who I mentioned, is a conservative Christian and has opposed same-sex marriage and the repeal of the don't ask, don't tell policy in the past. Um, And so I think that is the coolest kind of little side-eye or petty thing to do is like, I'm going to come to your residence and I'm bringing my partner with me. Uh, yeah, and, and and it's been a situation where it's like you kind of have to accept me because how bad would it look if you like if you denied me? That would look so much worse. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a little like you know you know it, you know I like that. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. So I think I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my last shout out for today. Have you heard about Egg Boy, Jared? No. Oh man. Now, when this episode drops, this might even be old news because Should we I don't look know it how up? fast. No, I can play it. I'm, go- I'm going to tell you. I'll tell oh, you. Okay. Don't worry. Um, so, but yeah, the way, you know, with social media nowadays, news, what's viral goes so quick, right? But this is pretty crazy. So, um, Egg Boy is what they're, what they're calling this guy. Um, and let me find his name right here. So, um, so 17-year-old William Connolly... Uh, who is from, uh, I believe, Victoria, Um, he uh, egged this uh, politician, um, from Frazier Anning, who had released a statement in reaction to Friday's uh, Christchurch massacre, where he basically said something along the... Or Christchurch, thank you. That's, yeah, that's the name of the... Right. Um, But he, he apparently had said a bunch of basically pretty clear clear and blatantly racist stuff about how you know oh well you know the reason why we have all these problems is muslims and it's like dude the muslims were the ones who got killed this time right <laughs> like how stupid can you be i and mean it's so, just willful ignorance 
Oh, oh, absolutely. But so this is this is what's really funny. So here's here's the headline: Support floods in for Egg Boy, the internet's new political hero. Um, it's hard to imagine how one chicken ovum or egg and one 17 year old could bring the world so much joy. Egg Boy made that happen. So right here. Um, Many powerful words have been said against Anning, the, the senator, uh, his hateful take on the tragedy. However, only one Australian was brave enough to take action, and, and that Australian was Egg Boy. <laughs> Yesterday, Anning was giving a small press conference uh, in Moorabin, Victoria, when Egg Boy, a.k.a. William Con uh, Connolly, calmly walked up behind the senator, whipped out his phone, and cracked an egg <laughs> right on Anning's noggin. Oh man! And there's videos of this as well. Um, and and so what's crazy though is this has gone. This went viral instantly, and uh, now there's actually a GoFundMe page to pay for Connolly's legal fees. Plus, did he get like tackled. Plus more eggs. Not only did he get <laughs> tackled, eggs. but a bunch of these, you know, huge grown ass men pinned him down. And I think he also got punched as well, but either oh, by the senator I, or sure. by somebody else. Oh, by the um, senator. <laughs> Or somebody, the maybe not the senator. People to do that for him, <laughs> probably does. But what's really funny is there are a bunch of music groups now who have offered Egg Boy or uh, or Connolly lifetime free tickets to their shows. That's great. Which is pretty awesome. And you know what? Look, cracking an egg on somebody, I feel like is a much better political protest than obviously doing something really violent. But I think it yeah. makes a good statement. Harmless, it's kind of yet funny. defiant. Right. And what's funny is I saw a comment <clears throat> somewhere online that said something like, um, it had to take an egg boy to crack the egg um, to show the true, the true signs of a chicken. You know, they were calling <laughs> this guy a chicken. So I thought that was kind of, a, you know, the chicken before the egg uh, kind uh, yeah. of thing. So it was kind of funny. I can imagine the new um, newspapers having fun with that. Right. So yeah, right here, one of the one of the comments says, from Violent Soho, which I believe is a band. Yeah, it's a it's a band. So they res their response to the video. So this kid pulls out his phone, right? And then with his other hand, cracks the egg. One handed right crack too? I, I don't I I don't really know. I, I, I need that to watch, itself is pretty watch impressive. Um, <laughs> but right here, uh, Violent Soho uh, at Violent Soho says, Holy shit, he full smacks him with a lefty and egg boy just cops it and keeps filming. Cool as you cool as you like, mate. What a legend. Egg Boy has a guest list for life. Hell, he can be our official photographer too. Love you, Egg Boy. <laughs> That's great. So, pretty crazy stuff, right? Um, That's cool. But yeah, I think in today's political climate, I think cracking an egg over a, a racist, willfully ignorant and racist politician's mm -hmm. head. I'm okay with that. Is yeah, I'm okay with it too. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, so, Jerry, do you, you have? Ha yeah, it's just been too long. Yes, I do have the time. I'm sorry I cut you off. I didn't mean to. But it's just been so long since I have uh, actively... You know, I got a little lazy over vacation. I was enjoying myself. vacation? Exactly, yeah. it happens. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have time to put in the level of preparation I wanted to, except the video, I must admit, came out pretty great. Oh, yeah. Um, however, um, I'm back with two. The first one is Tagalog. Thank you to Jeff mm -hmm. for uh, making sure I say that correctly. I still mm -hmm. remember that. Uh, and it's, uh, excuse me, I, oh, eyes are getting weak here, son. Binyangan Nayan, which literally means baptize it already. Baptize it already. Is that just like, just finish it already? 
this actually relates to. I'll give you an example. No, that's not it. Uh, I'll give you an example. So, um, yeah, you mentioned at the beginning of the show my sambas, and I and I can tell you this: I baptized my new sambas last week. Okay. So just baptize. Does it have? It's not shoe specific, is it? Not shoe specific. No, no okay. not shoe specific. No. But I definitely baptized my sambas last week, according okay. to this Tagalog untranslatable. Just baptizing already. Doesn't that is that like when you have when you have something you like just use it already? That's exactly right. what it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's time to use it use it and get it dirty. Like okay. a new thing. Time to use it and get a new right. thing dirty. Okay. And nice. I didn't get my sambas dirty because they're very resilient to getting dirty to right. getting dirty. It was also raining a lot, so clean that them off too. maybe a little too. But I definitely got a good use out of them. 51.5 miles, 127,149 steps. Um, do you have one? work right there. Of course I have one. Always. My first one for you is check, Jared. All right. Or should I say Jart? V-born and it, me. <clears throat> and it is... Ma steno krevni skupino. And it means they have the same blood group as you. Is it like you're my homie? It's like you're this is fam. I'm you can hit that ham horn. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like how we say you're cut from the same cloth or like Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So it's not completely what I said, right. but it's kind of close. It's close. I but also yeah. love the term brother from another mother. Yes. And yes. also the the <laughs> female classic. version, a sister from another mister. Okay. Okay. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, what's the what's the literal again? Uh, the same. They have the same blood group as you. They have the same blood group as you. I like Masteno that. Krevni Scupino. All right, my next one is Yoruba. I mm-hmm. found another one. Nice. You know, nice. it's been a while. I figured I'd uh, get some good stuff. This is also some tough stuff. Anepe gebene gebene ai akoko. Ni yojo, yoju, and it means a sculptor is summoned, and the woodpecker shows up. A sculptor. Wait, is did summoned. you do this one? Damn, did I? I couldn't remember if I did it. It's it sounds familiar, but hold up. A sculpture is summoned. I might have. I, I wasn't up. sure if I did it. I've, is isn't? Let's see. Let's see how good my memory is. Isn't this uh, where a sculptor is summoned and the woodpecker shows whoa, it's up? It's my is, worst nightmare. Isn't it? I'm surprised I haven't duplicated my check ones yet. To be honest, <laughs> I've duplicated a couple times. I feel like I should be uh, we, better. We than both, this. we both have. Um, you know, when you're on episode 77 of the Untranslatables, <clears throat> you know it's bound to happen. I um, guess so. But and I think this is where, if not I remember everyone's heard it, though. Let's be. Let's. That's so. also true. To be honest, if I wouldn't have said anything, I don't know if anyone really would have <laughs> caught on. But anyways, I think I think what this means is one like, isn't it like when you're. Like when somebody else kind of shows up and is like adding their two cents, like kind of uh, like a, like if I were to like maybe maybe I had to do no. like I'm gonna say no. Uh, you're I'm gonna say you're not even close actually. Not even close. Is it okay? I mean, kind of. You're me. kind of close, but is it, is it uh, like what if really what, what if is. I had to like renovate my apartment and I call somebody over to renovate it and then and then someone else shows up and is kind of like the whole time is like. Oh well, you you know you could do it this way or you could do it that way. It's not like that. Not really, no. Okay, what no. is it? It it means to never think too highly of yourself. 
Uh-huh. So saying you're claiming okay. to be like a this is amazing sculptor, but but you're just a bird, woodpecker. Uh, but a bird shows up and does a better job than you or something like that. It's I like, see. Okay, you're not that. You're not that. It's not that impressive. You know. I like that. Okay. So like yeah, that. even if even if uh, I have said it before, we all forgot. So <laughs> okay, nice. So this one is also Czech, um, and it is tjeski uh, jazik, which means like uh, a heavy tongue. Hmm. Tjeski jazik. It doesn't mean you swear a lot, does it? It does not. No. Uh, does it, is that like another word for drunk? You're getting close. Yeah. Exhausted, super tired. I, th- I think it's a it's a side Hung effect over. of when you get drunk. Slurring. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Okay. We might have had a bit of a heavy tongue a couple nights when we were in Berlin or Prague. That's for sure. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> while we were there, that's the um, most beer I've drank in a long time. Oh, definitely. Besides for the odd, who, was it Hushit? Not Krushovitsa, so that's also a beer. Uh, not Hrushkovitsa. Hrushkovitsa. And uh, we have maybe two of those. We had one of those. We, no, we also had we, no, but we also had one at the uh, Usudu, remember? We, we got I a got round you of a Becherovka. Yeah, so besides for a Be- Becherovka and a Hrushkovitsa. <laughs> your, your students are listening to this cracking up right now. Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> Anybody in the Czech Republic is listening to this and probably cracking up right now. But yeah, uh, the, the Becherovka and the Hrushkovica. Besides for those two, it was all um, beer. It was all beer, and um, I, uh, you know, I knew Berlin was going to be a quote unquote drinking culture because it's a party culture. Right. But uh, Berlin's not really a, that kind of drinking culture. Berlin's more of a party drinking culture, which is a little bit oh, more efficient. Sure. Yep. Than the. Uh, but that's another thing I noticed. Apparently, I'm a very. Sl- I mean, I do as a slow drinker, but um, but oh, we. Oui, I am a slow drinker apparently, but it's for my own safety. Hey, we're 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 here to uh, to enjoy it, not to chug it. You know. <laughs> we also want to be able to tell a story after. We're we're professional podcasters here. <laughs> that's right. We don't need those heavy tones. Um, that's for sure. Mm, I don't fully remember what happened after this part, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> but it yeah. was a it was a wild trip. Um, I'm curious, Jared. You know, Berlin and Prague they were first time destinations for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you give our listeners out there, especially the ones who have not visited these cities, like what were kind of your impressions? What did you like? Maybe also were there some things you didn't like? You when, when we were in when we were still there, you know, kind of close to the closing out. You, call, you you a couple times you asked me what was my favorite stuff in different areas, mm-hmm. and I think I struggled to answer that because it was still too fresh in my mind. Sure. But as I back away from it, some things that still stand out to me is I really enjoyed the uh, as a, you know once again. Do you remember the uh, key word from Berlin that I that I had to explain it? The aesthetic. Yes, I really enjoyed that the aesthetic <laughs> of Berlin a lot. I I was. Not, I'm not even going to say Berlin. I'm going to say Kreuzberg because uh, uh, the the neighborhoods, the Keatses are different. Uh, I really enjoy the aesthetic of Kreu- of Kreuzberg with all the um, sort of the – what did you call it with the um, random art pieces out there? You had like a word for it. I, I, I don't remember mm. what it was. Oh, shoot. I, but almost sort of like a practical art kind of thing. I, I don't remember exactly what I mean, you called it. It might have, might have been practical art. Um, urban art, could that have been Essentially, it? that's essentially what it was. I, just, I, I very much enjoyed it. It was, it was urban, yet it still had that um, you know, European city feel. 
I, I liked I was shocked at how much English there was. Maybe if I if, if it was a place I lived and I, I would prefer a little bit more German. But as someone that it has a good enough that speaks good enough German to speak German, I think there's still enough German for me to be able to practice it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't lose it there, that's for sure. Oh, definitely not. But the the thing about Berlin is it's a place where you don't necessarily need to speak it perfect. Like, no. you know, we, we went to, we went to Hopfenreich and the one night the guy was British both, working er, behind both, the bar or both, both of them uh, nights. I, I don't remember what the girl was the night before, but, uh, she was, you know, talking to her, uh, coworker or whatever, or a friend who was sitting at the bar and they were speaking English the whole time. Right. And, and that, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I'm conflicted about it because Berlin is definitely a, obviously a very uh, multicultural and, and metropolitan city, mm-hmm. but I think everybody should be able to speak German, especially if you work in the service industry. Yeah, it, it was surprising at the oh another one of my favorite things about Berlin, and this also goes to one of my one of uh, your complaints was the karaoke bar. That was a unique thing. I've never done anything like that. Especially I've been to karaoke situations, even though I've never done karaoke. Mm-hmm. But this time, one I did it not on a big stage, but Another thing that I haven't experienced before is the booths, right? Which is a great way to meet people because they, high, especially on a night like we were going when there was a low, it was a mid- blast where, where, where there weren't a lot of people there, but you don't really notice because they, they, they're quick to shut down booths that don't have anyone in them. That sort of right. kind of forces people into a mm-hmm. couple booths to make it more social, and so uh, that's cool. And that was fun. We met a bunch of people and uh, had a good time. And you know, um, we met. Um, that one girl, as we mentioned before, that was a great MC to uh That was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She was fantastic. Um, and so that was a really fun place. But the um the uh the uh, sort of I don't even know if I call her a bouncer, but sort of the host or whatever, a bouncer, that she mm-hmm. was maybe in her fifties, sixties. And Probably, she was yeah. a, and she made no attempt to speak German. She was an American woman, clearly. Yep. And um and I uh and both you and I spoke German to the Kochek person. And he was like, and he responded in English, and it didn't seem like his German was uh, was that good, right? Yeah, and I think he was British, maybe or something like that. Could be, but I just, I just don't. Maybe it's because you and I are big language nerds, or we're and we're excited to speak German because we spoke right. German in German in Berlin for I'd say seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, somewhere around there. Sixty five percent of the time, but see, maybe. I started to feel guilty. You know, I know, I know, you were partly joking about you know me. Me speaking German, so you can't say much. <laughs> but I, I did feel a little, a, a little guilty. I know you were joking. No, no, no. But, but I, I know you. A, no, but you're. I, I get what you're saying, though. I wasn't saying it to. I wasn't saying that to say you were preventing me from it. But there is some truth to. It. It did feel slightly limiting um, for sure. me. But I and, think also, you know, next time you come visit. We'll have to speak a lot more German. We may be in Germany anyways. We'll, we, we'll see. We'll talk about that later. Um, we'll see. But the thing is, I think had you have, if we would have spent the full six days in Berlin, mm-hmm. I think by day four or day five, you would have started to get way more into the swing of things. Because it takes oh. me a oh, couple th- of days. But I think four or five days, not that it's too much time in Berlin, but I, I think, um, I don't think it's too much time in Berlin at all. But I, I, I think I would have preferred... If if I were to choose in general, I think I prefer to split that into two to two uh, two separate places like we did. Oh, for, oh, for sure. I think we definitely I think I made the right old, choice. Just just to uh, just to 
consistent going out to different clubs until four. I feel like right. that would have gotten old after maybe three days. Oh, definitely. Even though, even Most though there's definitely. still, even though there's plenty that we could have seen, um, it, it gets old. And and that leads me to my next question, Jared. So first, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess maybe we should do this segment. Um, start with Berlin and then move on to Prague since we did that later. Okay. Um, so we did a lot in Berlin. We were always on the move. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, figuratively and literally. And, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, are there any things that, that you're like, man, I really wish we could have done that while we were in Berlin Mm. and I have to do that next time I'm there. There are, there are a couple places. I feel like I'm going to need your help with this because you're better with the names than I am. Okay. But uh, a couple places, there were a couple places Matias mentioned, weren't there Mm -hmm. that we didn't go to one place that played music, I think. Oh yeah. The jazz bar. Um, Yeah. That I really oh, wanted shoot. to go yeah. to, but it just wasn't feasible because it was kind of out right. of the way of everything else, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the jazz bar. I'm trying to remember the name. It's like the name of the street and then like 141 or 145 or something. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly what it was. Actually, let's see if I have it written down because it might still be in my I notes. Think, I, th- I think you wrote it down. The other Donut thing is... Donau 115. There, there you go. Donau 115. Karl Markstrasse would have been cool to see as well. We did not do that. Yep. You mean I think you mean Karl Marx Ali? I'm I did I made the exact same mistake yep. on the last episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So That's so Berlin Berlin down. round uh, untranslatable does Berlin round two. Definitely, we'll have to check out that jazz club Karl Marx Ali for sure. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, the I, other thing the other thing that I really wanted to do was go to that rooftop. A bar, Klunka uh, Kranich. Yes, but but the problem Who was it about was, that. Uh, my buddy Krishna. So shout out to Krishna. Oh right, we talked um, about that on on last podcast. Right, correct. Before but we the came problem here. was it was rainy the whole time we were in Berlin, and it's right. a rooftop bar. Right. So and it I'm seemed sure... like it seemed like just an unnecessary risk going there because it's like <laughs> right. Maybe some of it's covered, but maybe only half it's covered. Then it's even less space and blah 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 blah. Right. And and the other thing for me personally, I would like to go back to where my dad studied art in Berlin, which is uh, the... Why didn't uh, we go there? We were busy. We were running all over the place, remember? That's true. That's uh, true. And we went to the Kurfürstendamm, and we had dinner. Um, and then by the... It was it was already dark. Oh, that's uh, a good point. I forgot about know, that. It's, it's hard to squeeze... That's the thing about Berlin. I think you need to make a couple trips of it to really see... And I would say we didn't even come close to seeing all of it. You know, Berlin is so huge, and there's mm-hmm. so much to see and so much mm-hmm. to do. I, I was definitely satisfied, though, the fact that we got currywurst and we got schnitzel. I, and if anyone follows us on a Translatable podcast, or if you're Chad and, and you see the messages I send them, you see I had that final currywurst and a beer yep. at, uh, right outside of, I believe it was Friedrichstrasse, uh, nice. Bahnhof, uh, Bahnhof, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, man, it was... What it, it, that will be? There was a McDonald's right next door, and I just looked at all those people like suckers. Right. Mine was because every currywurst with and all the fries. As soon as you order the fries, that's when they put their hand into it and dip them into the fryer. Mm-hmm. As soon right. as you order the sausage, they put it on there, so you get yep. it and it's hot AF. It's and fresh. that cold beer, it's a it's a full like a half liter of beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just really hit the spot because I was pretty hungry too after the four-hour bus ride. Oh, I the dude, it. It, 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 it was a packed bus for most of it, but what was nice is the guy sitting in the window seat, and I'm sure the computer does, sets it up this way so people aren't constantly crossing over people, mm-hmm. but uh, he slept the entire time and maybe woke up for like 
10 minutes uh, for the entire trip. So it was nice even though I was sitting next to someone. He was about my size, and he was asleep the entire time. So it was very unintrusive. And so he didn't pull any Chad snore wake-ups, did he? No, he was a silent sleeper, unlike okay. you. <laughs> okay. See, my problem is I get my, you know, my head back like that. Right. And I get yeah, the, the, yeah. Like, the <laughs> and it wakes me up, jolts me up. <laughs> Jared, Jared knows. Jared definitely knows. I do. Knows. I do. I, I wish uh, I was able to catch it on camera, but I'd have to creepily be filming right. you for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's true. At least it's not consistent. I'll give you that. Right. Uh, sometimes it is consistent. But well, yeah. not, I haven't seen it on the train. I'll put it that way. Or right. on the bus. But um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say that's uh, Berlin. I really enjoyed speaking German. I realized how... Um, I enjoyed it, and it, I, I did slightly come back over the days, but I realized how, how much I, I, um, I, I've, I've been away from it and how much, uh, I, it, it, how much improvement, the room for improvement there is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of bummed me out, but it was also, it was, well, it's also kind of, it was also surprisingly hard to speak a lot of German in Berlin. Who knew? Uh, right. <laughs> it doesn't really surprise me, though. I think if you went to other places that were a little smaller, like uh, Dresden, Leipzig, um, or or you know other like smaller cities, um, then then you're good to go. Um, or what I think is the best is if you can take a train and go chill in like a little town for a day or two, because then it's all German. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm sure if I um, you know visit you in your next German uh, uh, adventure, I could we could probably find some places like that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. So we've covered Berlin mm-hmm. and there's definitely a lot of other stuff we could have done, but it's correct. You can't squeeze it all in. I think had we have really planned it um, to the T, maybe we could have, but I was not, I don't think either of us were looking, looking or interested in that type of vacation where and we everything didn't have is planned. much downtime. Right. Be- we, we didn't. We so didn't. Prague. So Prague. So you know, I've I've been to Prague many times, so I don't really want to add my two cents here. What what are your thoughts? You know, it was your first time there. Got to try some Czech food. Um, first thing see- I have to say mm-hmm. is we did not get to do the Maps Off Challenge. Yeah. You know. Which was a bummer. Apologies to everyone. We did not get to do that. We uh slipping on gator piss. However, it was for good reason. I th- I, I, I think you and I can both agree it was a hundred percent worth it. Oh, definitely. Uh because um, I mentioned before that we were trying to set up some some things. It was, but it was on a la- kind of a short short notice, mm-hmm. and um, we managed to find a time to meet up with jo- Joanna Jenkins. But the only time she had free was um, was during our maps off challenges because we was during our maps off challenge, and because we both, all, everyone, all of us have busy schedules. We, uh, it, you know, it's funny, had busy schedules, yet had nothing planned. But we were planning to meet your friend Alex mm-hmm. around uh, 7 o'clock, which gave us a good, t- uh, you know, gave us two and, a half, two and a half hours, which initially I think we all thought would have been more than enough t- time. Right. But we could have talked to her forever. We could have probably kept talking for a couple. We had a couple oh, more pivots and kept talking. Definitely. And, um, and Juana Jenkins is... An amazing woman. She is such a good conversationalist. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt, you know, it's always, it's always. I felt out of, out, of little, my, out of like out of my league a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. I felt like she was interviewing you and I, like you know, um, and she seemed really, really interested and invested in our conversation, which is always great because not everyone is like that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think I struggle a, to to be like that. I mean, I've talked right. about it a lot. Right. 
But it was just so wonderful meeting her and talking to her. And we're looking forward to having her on sometime in the near future mm-hmm. to hear about her experience. And as as Jared and I, uh, you know, we kind of made eye contact after she had a brief uh, discussion with the waitress about what her next beer would be. Man, her check is good. Yeah. Parada. It's, it's, I mean, she's lived there for 21 years, so I guess it's not that surprising. Right. But uh, just, just to, you know, as Americans, just to be having a casual uh, conversation and then just see her to look over, like, not only like have a conversation with her, but like make her laugh. And it's like, oh, she actually knows how to speak Czech. Right. <laughs> well, I, but she also mentioned she, she has colleagues and friends who've lived there just as long as she has, and they've, they haven't learned Czech because yeah. just like Berlin, Prague is not the place where you ha- it helps it always helps but I think it's a little bit easier to get away with not learning German in Berlin than Prague even though clearly I would disagree Prague is, oh you, you think it's about the I would same? disagree I would think it's pretty close okay I would I would even say um, I would even say in Prague you can probably get away even more with not speaking Czech whereas in Berlin I think depending on where you are in Berlin um, I I would think. Interesting. Yeah, uh, maybe well, it's especially equal. you make it's a good point. Say. You made a good point before about how you might, you do make a good point in the sense that um, um, how in the clubs they kind of are just disc- they, you know they're not a huge fan of the outward tourist at the clubs in Berlin, right? Although remember we went to Usudu a couple times and your friend Alex was commenting. Oh shit! Sorry. Your friend Alex was commenting on how he was um, surprised at the uh, amount of uh, amount of tourists. Right. And um am I allowed to say this? There were some bold tourists in uh Usudu. Oh, there definitely were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Usudu. I think traditionally it was not very well known as a tourist place. Right. And it's blown up on the internet. Um and we went twice and there were both times there were a lot of there Americans. were a lot of tu- a lot of tourists. Not just Americans though, but tourists That's in true. general. That's true. I we, heard some you know French. that one guy that, that came up to us was I don't know what he I, you know, he spoke English fine. But he clearly right. was had he a had non-American accent. accent. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's the thing with Prague. I think Prague and Berlin obviously have tons of tourists. I think the difference is that um, because Prague is smaller in size than Berlin, it's more densely packed with tourists. So mm-hmm. I think you notice it a little bit more than you would ah, in Berlin. right, right. You know, yeah. in Berlin, I think there's a lot of just international people who also live there. I mean, there are a lot of international people who live in Prague as well. There's a huge expat population. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Um, but I would I would say it's kind of funny, though, the reasons why people go to... I think people go to Berlin for completely different reasons than Prague. I think a lot of people go to Prague because they hear, especially like stag parties, like bachelor parties. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them go to Prague because, you know, if you're coming from England or somewhere else, relatively it tends to be somewhat cheap uh whereas you go to berlin and to it's just a like culture rage. that i'm sure the british people are very familiar with just excessive beer drinking <laughs> right true true very true and <laughs> and in berlin it's more i think about like the party lifestyle like kind of being alternative and edgy and you know what right. i mean like yes Ber- berlin just has a whole different and i had asked you about this as well berlin is more counterculture yeah and i think there's completely different vibes at, yeah. in both cities you know prague mm-hmm. gives me more of a kind of quainter, older type of city vibe. 
for the most part. Obviously, for every sure. district in Prague is different, but for sure. But Berlin is more just, of a class, yeah, more of a classical European sort right. of tourist destination city. Whereas Whereas that's not an insult, really, by the way, because right. it's beautiful. No, not at all. And Berlin, by the way, check out our Instagram to see how beautiful it is. That's right. But Berlin is kind of in your face with the graffiti and the. Yeah. Interesting people and the clubs and the party lifestyle and and the advertisements and and just the right yeah exactly it's it's pretty wild but I think um, because of that it was a perfect combination to go to Berlin and Prague because it gives you it gives you the best of both worlds for uh, when you're trying to squeeze as much as you can into one vacation oh definitely and we were definitely squeezing the juice that's for sure one of my the juice was the juice was flowing one of my favorite things from. Um, uh, Prague was probably Trep Tower. Uh, not Trep Tower Park. Was Letna probably Park. Letna Park. Uh, that was that was nice, and it was nice to walk up there. And mm-hmm. it was a great, it was great, uh, like a uh, sort of early quote unquote <laughs> for us right. uh, morning thing to do um, to start the day. That was really nice. Um, what was another sort of highlight of Prague? I'm trying to think. Usudu probably. Us- oh, of course. Usudu is such a great place. Yes, 100%. That and then, of course, meeting Joanna. Those were probably the three right. three highlights for me. What about Czech food? What are your thoughts? It's very it's it's different than German food, but similar in... in the hardiness? Uh, yes. Yes. And similar in, 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 you know, because they're close, schnitzel is, you know, Czechs aren't a stranger to, schnitz, to schnitzel. So in that sense, in most restaurant, that was probably going to be there. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, but I was a fan of, um, for example, the meal I had in Homotov was uh, a, a pork meal, and uh, very hearty, surprisingly hearty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was they gave, they had potatoes and tomatoes or right. tomatoes and potatoes. <laughs> they had um, this delicious green sauce and a lot of pieces of um, of meat. And then when I went to um, the first restaurant we went to in Prague, I got pork uh, ribs, mm-hmm. and they gave got me the a lot damn, of them, a lot the of them, and I was ribs, shocked. Yeah. Uh, I, I was shocked. I was starving both times, and I uh, could barely, f- uh, and I, I didn't even finish it all. I was right. shocked. And thoughts on the Czech soups? I loved soups it. Soups are a big I, deal I loved here. It. Did you notice, by the way, I made a point? To get a soup at just about every meal that offered it? I, I did. I wasn't going to say anything, but I did. You were living <laughs> that really, Czech lifestyle. In in the U.S., I'm not really a soup person. Like, I'm not, I don't hate it, but I'm not one to just, like, I'd rather find a salad that I liked than a soup. But I remember you always talking about how they tend, they always get soups. Right. And they, like, they would always even ask beforehand. Like, it was almost like it was a given. Like, in your right. soup, almost. Like, in your soup? Yeah, <laughs> sir. And soup? so I thought, one, Chad talks about how everyone gets soup here. So when in, when in Czech Republic? And two, it's all, you know, you know relatively speaking to how to the prices for, for me, it's all cheap anyway. It's not like right. I'm like, ooh, can I? can I, <laughs> I don't know if I can afford the, that soup. Yeah, the dollar, the dollar 50 soup. Can I, <laughs> right. can I stretch this? And I tried soups that I probably wouldn't even choose, like mushroom cheese soups that I was like, this is kind of right. like, I'm not a big mushroom person. But I'm proud of myself for uh, for trying it, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. What I enjoyed even more than say like mushrooms—I'm not a huge mushroom person like that. It needs mm-hmm. to be kind of mixed into stuff. Was right. the broths were all very good. I didn't oh, have a definitely. bad broth in the bunch. Definitely. A lot of bees, bro. That that is true. Some good alliteration right there. <laughs> My question for you as well regarding the soups: um, Which one was your favorite? I have to say that the garlic soup that we had at Sklep in Prague um, was my favorite. It was delicious. I remember, that was the first restaurant where I had yeah. the uh, ribs and you had the um, the schnitzel. I had the schnitzel. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and Don had the uh, let me don't tell Sve- me uh, Svichkova. Yep. Uh huh. Very good. I always good think I always think Krushovitsa. <laughs> That's the beer. Krushovitsa is the beer I like. Yeah, Svichkova. Svichkova. Um. Yes. What, sorry. What were you saying? I, I was trying to. Thoughts on the on the garlic oh, soup? Oh yes, the garlic soup that was very delicious. I like the croutons, mm-hmm. um, but I think my favorite was probably the one at uh, Republica, okay. which threw you off off guard because they gave Big you time. the. We should have taken a picture of it in yeah, hindsight. We, I'm, we don't think like that. That's true. <laughs> But I think the uh, the one at Sklep was a close second, and I think um, the one at Sklep seems like that you're more kind of not traditional, because uh, right. they because the the one at Republica was traditional as well. They just fancied up the de- the delivery. Right. right. Well, and uh, let me describe that to our listeners out there. So, right. uh, Republica is my favorite restaurant here in Komutov, and I think it's one of the best restaurants. Um, in I I'm even going to be bold and just say it, maybe one of the best in the region, in the region I live in, which is um, wow. Ustetsky Krai. Uh, I feel Ustina now really lucky region. that uh, we got to go there. Well, yeah, it was it was a point of mine to take you there. Um, I really, if we, I knew if we were going to be in Komutov, we were going there. And well, so now we, I'm glad I made a point to get soup there. Right, be a right. Fool not and to. So, we, so we got the beef, the beef soup and it came in a bowl. But what I mean by it came in a bowl, there was beef and carrots and some other vegetables. And, the nood- and like those kind of pancakey noodles. Yep, yep, the little... Which exactly. I love those. I love oh, those. Oh, those are delicious. Absolutely. And so they bring it, and I'm like, where's where's this the broth? This is dry ingredients. This is dry soup. <laughs> and at first, I'm like, are they trying to be like cutting edge by not yeah, having too broth? too fancy here. <laughs> like, here, here's your fancy new dry soup, sir. <laughs> Compliments of the chef, you know. And, and then he was like, okay, one second. And he goes and gets the broth in a separate... Like little little kettle Carafe. or something, yeah, and then pours it onto the soup, which I had. Mm. Yeah, you were right. The delivery was completely different. I've seen that once or twice before. before. So like at first I was like, oh, that's weird. But then I remember I've seen that a couple times before. See, now I'm but just not as a... fancy as you, Jared. That's why I haven't <laughs> seen it before. I mean, no, you're not as fancy as my parents, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that place was delicious, and uh, and, and it's. And once again, the most I, I I would easily take your word for that being one of the because one of the fanciest uh, restaurants in the city. Don got pate and they delivered it. It was covered by a little, by, like almost a, like you know, a glass, like a cake, like a glass cake uh, cover, um, almost like the cover in Beauty and the Beast with the rose. Yes, and when they did it, there was like a steam under there that they almost whisked they away wa- with this uh, with a with, yeah. per- with a performance, and then. Um, Schnitzel wasn't uh, couldn't be really presented like this because a good schnitzel takes up the majority of a plate, which right. yours did. Right. But oh, I yeah, got a uh, more traditional Czech meal. I would assume. I I think I think I think with uh, Republika, it's like a modern twist on traditional okay. Czech meals. And uh, it was served with one of those classic metal uh, metal plate covers. Yeah. And they and and at least for other tables, not for me, because both you and Don got the schnitzel. But 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 for other tables, I noticed they did the synchronized removal of the uh, yep. of the trays. <laughs> that's and that's the thing. That's why uh, going to Republica is kind of cool because it it is about the ambiance and the atmosphere. They're professionals. They are. They definitely they don't mess are. around. And Jared and I got a uh, digestive for our non-European mm-hmm. listeners out there. A digestive is like a. It's a, uh, it's a, some type of liquor that you Relatively drink after strong. your meal. What? Relatively strong liquor. Right. That you, and most so you, cultures in, in Europe seem to have something like that. 
Right, and and I believe even Jägermeister can be a, a digestif. Probably, probably uh, not the way not the way we've seen it consumed, but uh. right, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, and so we had um, Hruskovica, which is a pear brandy, and it's one of my favorites here in the Czech Republic, and it just goes down so smooth. Mm-hmm. I was shocked because some t- I'm usually not like a sipper of hard liquors. I can take a shot every now and again, uh, mm-hmm. not to brag, but uh, <laughs> like uh, it, this, it was surprisingly, it was one of those, it was a liquor that was, you know, you, you were very aware that it was probably at least, you know, 35, 40%, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't, if, if you've had liquor at least a couple of times, it wouldn't make you wince. No, no. And it doesn't really burn like, you know, no. it's just smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, really, and it really, and it really is a digestif because I was stuffed after that, and then after the uh, digestif, it's like I was just nice. I just felt properly filled. You, like you I know was. A, you know what's weird though? I think I it a, works. <laughs> I have a theory about the digestif. Why? I think the now I I'm no medical doctor. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but I'm no medical doctor. But I think <laughs> many fregista. Another reason why it makes you feel like the right amount of full is just you sit there longer. And mm-hmm. you sip on it, and so I yes. think it's. I think it. I don't right. know if it's the actual liquor or just the time. More right, it allows you more time to relax. Exactly. Sit usually, and talk. but I feel like usually after. Uh, sometimes if I don't do, um, if I and this is, well, if I if I don't do like a, I'm not I'm not really a digestive person, but if with, with I'm with if I'm with my parents, sometimes I'll do like a dessert wine I've done, or I've okay. done a coffee. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those don't leave me with the same feeling as oh, the digestive not. does. Right. I would agree. That leaves me with a more um, pleasantly satisfied feeling than I think a coffee fills me up, fills me up a little bit. Right. Or like the sweetness of the wine fills me up a little bit more. Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Now I'm just really curious. Can you Google, you know, what does a digestive do? Because I'm curious if there's actually any scientific background to it. Because I feel like... You know, it's been it's been a part of European culture for a long, long time, but to me, it seems like it's not just some silly old tradition. Like I think there's some reason behind it. Uh, or maybe they just like to drink. You know, can't can't blame them. <laughs> okay, let's see. It all started at this is from. Uh, oh, sorry, Jesus Christ! Now I, I just took my phone off airplane mode. I'm getting blown up like a Jay Z over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you and Don. I just realized there's a group conversation going on between. <laughs> it's it's all just Don. It's not uh, me. Of course it is. <laughs> um, and I'll start at the, at the, I don't know if I want to use this article that's trying to be cute with it. Okay, no, here it is. Um, uh, let me find a different one. Let me just go to Wikipedia, see what these, they say. Let's keep it simple. Wikipedia is, uh, exactly. Or uh, Urban de- Dictionary, our other uh, uh, <laughs> our good place for sources. <laughs> a digestive is an alcoholic beverage served after a meal to aid digestion. When served after a coffee course, so technically if you're doing the real big dog dinner, you gotta you'd have, have coffee and then the digestive. So you, what you'd probably do is you'd have, the, here's how it would go. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for you, okay. uh, unclassy folk out there. You have the um, you'd have the and I, I, I'll I'll start at the end. I'm not gonna start from the beginning. After the main course, you'd have the probably the cheese platter with the dessert wine or a brandy, if you know, depending on what your thing is. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have the um, and then you'd have the coffee, and then you'd have the digestive. I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, served after a coffee course, it may be called a pousse café. After coffee, I'm assuming? Uh, digestifs are usually taken neat. 
Common known digestifs are brandy, cognac. Okay, well, that's wrong. Then you wouldn't have a brandy with cheese plate. Uh, cognac, uh, Armanac, Armin, uh, there's some other ones. Fortified wines, sweet sherry, vermouth, port. Uh, liqueurs, bitter sweet, and that's probably where the Hushevitsa goes. Could be, yeah. And Bekerhofka Becker, goes. No, it, no, I think those are brandies, or at least or at least Hrushkovitz, I'm pretty sure, is a or pair of Or those distilled liquors. Excuse me, distilled liquors are probably what oh, those are. Could, yeah, yeah, I think Because that's right. Uzo, yeah. more like Uzo, tequila, Akvavit. Right. Ak, I don't know what that is. Yeah, me either. I've never had that um, before. In many countries, people drink alcoholic beverages at lunch and dinner. Studies have found that when food is eaten before drinking alcoholic, be- oh, excuse me. Studies have found that when food is eaten before drinking alcohol, alcohol absorption is reduced, and the rate at which alcohol is eliminated from the blood is increased. So that's kind of not what we're thinking about. That's just saying that it kind of helps you with getting drunk or hangovers. The mechanism for faster alcohol elimination appears to be. Unrelated to uh, the type of food, the likely me- mechanism is a food-induced uh, is food-induced increases in alcohol metabolism, enzymes, and liver blood flow. So there you go. Huh. Okay, I'm sure there is some. There's some science there. Okay, nice. Well, Jared, now I'm, I'm going to give you a little challenge here. Okay, I want you to sum up quirky Berlin. I'm sorry, and I want you to sum up Prague in five words or less. So we'll start okay. with Berlin since we went there first. How would you sum up Berlin in five words or less? Um, counterculture is one word. Okay, there's one. Um, um, you have to say aesthetic. Aesthetic, yeah. Um, f- friendly. Oh no, excuse me. Friendly slash inviting. I'm going to say that's one. Okay. I, I felt like people. Everyone was very open. There, I mean, especially when, especially in, um, you know, maybe not in like a like a maybe not in the, sh- the local schnitzel place, but when we were in social environments, everyone was very open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's three. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's um, like what what's the word I'm looking for? Like never ending opportunities. That's more than one word. Endless but. opportunities. Yeah, yeah, but that's two words though. So you so got I guess your five could, words. That could be it. There you, you go. Got your five words. All right. <laughs> there so, you go. so you got counterculture, mm-hmm. aesthetic, mm-hmm. inviting, and or like welcoming or friendly. Friendly. Yeah. Uh, and what, what what were the last ones? And uh, endless, endless, endless uh, opportunities. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you my five. My five are different, obviously, because it wasn't my first time there. Right. Um, my first one would be, um, engage. Well, two words: engaging conversations. Hmm. Rain didn't stop us, but it was pretty rainy there. Um, I would say culture. That's very true. I mean, that's definitely a big part of our trip. (laughs) Right. And then I would say culture for my number, word number four. And then for word number five, I would say either tolerant and or open. Yes. I would say those are my five. And this is not a negative because I love this, but aggressively to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's um, the thing. I think in Berlin, you can you can really be yourself, whoever that may be. If you yes. want to dye your hair bright purple and walk around with five, six facial piercings or a face tattoo, people mm-hmm. don't really care. It's like like people won't really bat an eye. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Okay, good. Now, five words about Prague. Five words or less. Um, beer. Okay. Pivo. Beer. Pivo is a... I didn't... I didn't it's almost it, it, it. I didn't realize how much of a culture it was. It 
not uncommon for people to be drinking beer at lunch. Yep. Not uncommon for people to drink um, excessive amounts of beer uh, at night, just um, endlessly. Um, so beer is a big one, which I enjoyed very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it was traditional, more traditional. Okay, in so both, beer, seemed, traditional, bo- what both else? In, both visually and it almost seemed kind of culturally as well. Okay. Um, so traditional, that's two right there. Beer and mm-hmm. tra- traditional. Um, I, I, um, I would say, I, I don't know how to explain this, but even more than in Berlin, I appreciated your, uh, your, um, your tour guide, like okay. you as tour guide. So can I say Chad? Sure. <laughs> sure. I love okay. it. Beer, traditional, you, Chad, what else? Cause Two in Berlin, I, in Berlin, I, I think you and I made more, you and I made more joint decisions. It was just, it just seemed like you were more of the lead cause you were the one with the phone and the maps. Right. But I think I think we were pretty good at making equal decisions on that trip. Yeah, yeah. And in Prague, uh, I tended Prague, to give you, you guys more, options, and then right. we choose. You had more. You had more direct options for Prague. Right. And I think in Berlin, we made more fifty-fifty-ish decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so two more words. So you were a big part of it, and I really appreciated your uh, your um, social ability to to get us to find us these cool meet these cool mm-hmm. people and places. Yeah. Um, it was my pleasure. I'd say even more than, uh, well, not even more than, but um, uh, huh. Prague's a little bit tougher. I, I'll say this. I was a little shocked by the tourism. Okay. I wasn't shocked by the tourism in Berlin, but I was a little shocked by the level of tourism at, uh, in Prague. Okay. All right. We can leave it at four. That's fine. Um, and and um, one more is, uh, actually, uh, and your Komotov was a, was a standout because- okay. Even more than because you know I said Prague and Berlin were two very different experiences, but forget all of that. Homotov was the actual, completely unique the experience Czech to the experience, entire thing for sure. And I thought that even though we didn't spend much time there, uh, it was it was a nice break from the it was a perfect break from the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we got I think one of the best meals of the trip there easily. Oh, for sure. And um, and I I think it was the most unique part uh, of this trip. So that, oh, that's, definitely. I think I'm that's glad a we took the of, time to go here. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I think that's a standout of uh, of Czech Republic. Yeah, definitely. All right, Jared. So I want to give, just to wrap up our main segment today, I'd like to give our listeners out there my two cents as being, as you mentioned, the tour guide for you and for Don. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I definitely agree with you. Berlin, it was much more 50-50. I think, I think at Prague... <clears throat> I would try to toss options out at you guys, but you know, sometimes you gotta make executive decisions, you know? Right. Um, and I have to say though, you and Don were both very easy tourists to guide around Prague. You know, you guys weren't too picky, you were open right. for whatever. Yes. So that made my life easy. And so I was for, proud of, pr- I mentioned before, and I was proud of Don for that, that he was very open to anything. Right, R- yeah. He, he took all options. Which that I think is really important is, when you travel. Not to say we didn't have our issues though. Yeah, Don has well, the, a very uh, aggressive—not aggressive, but he has a very confident personality. Right. Well, the well, the other thing is too, like, the more people you travel with, the more people you have to essentially please. Right. You know, if right, it's right, you, right. Or, if it's you or me, I feel like you and I have fairly similar tastes and wants and things for the most part. Other but than was, maybe you not wanting to go to a nightclub and I would go to a nightclub. Other than that, it's all pretty similar with but you. But it wasn't even that. There were like social things I had to adjust to. Like we always, you know, our sort of, we made the joke, first of all, that um, 
whenever we were speaking German and Chad was and Don, excuse me, Don was around. We were uh, that means we were talking obviously talking about, about him. Don, right? Uh, yeah. The only Which time the we case. were, <laughs> the only time we were, is when I would whisper to you in my abite. And it's right. because that's something I definitely noticed. And that's not even specific to him. So I'm not really shitting on Don here. But Americans, Americans Emma Albright yeah. means always work. And uh, Don loved to talk about work. It was a common topic for him to talk about. Oh, like definitely. Money and stuff like that. Yep. And that, um, it didn't bother me, but sometimes it made me a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it, to- it totally made me uncomfortable. Um, because it's that's a, that's like, I mean, I think that's a cultural thing that maybe we also could have mentioned when we were recording the podcast. That that's that's not, true. That's that's a topic that most Europeans rarely go to as a starting oh, topic definitely. for conversation. Definitely, they leave they leave work at work. They yeah. also don't usually talk about finances. Um, to, I've be, never... to, to be fair to us, we never mentioned that to them. And I, it didn't really true. cross my You're mind right. until You're we right. were in the moment of it. I was like, I, I was like, I can't even think about this. But this, it made me a little uncomfortable about right. it, with all the work talk and money talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different culture. You're right. Um, yeah. But I think he did great. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fun to have him along as well. Um, yeah. And, it's, and I have to say, being, being the tour guide, you have to... Like I said, you just have to be willing to make executive decisions. Right. Also, though, always try to keep your options open. I mean, that was the reason why I was so excited to take you guys to Prague, because if something didn't work, I had I had you know a plan A B C D E. That's F, what I was about to know. say. I actually want to I actually want to re- retract what I said before about Berlin being fifty fifty and say it was more. 60-40, Because even though we were very good at making decisions together, you you were still, um, and I mentioned this actually during the Berlin episode, but you were still very good at just throwing out options. Even if we both, even if we were both sort of aware of the options, mm-hmm. you're very good at having just options readily available on the top of your head. So even if oh, you definitely. were, even if you were, even if you were like thinking of things that maybe I even already was aware of too, or we already talked about. You were just good that in the moment a bit thinking like, well, we're, we're generally in this region and I know that we could, you know, we pay, maybe we could get this in. So I'd say right. even in Berlin, you were a little bit more useful than I was for right. sure. But uh, okay, even, even more, even, but more so in Prague for sure. Right. And I think the, the thing, if you want to be a good tour guide to your friends, just provide options. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to make the decisions yourself. Um, but you, struggle, also, you seem to struggle with that sometimes, but I think it was easy in a position where you knew we were both completely out of our element. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And the, the other thing, too, that was fun for me was uh, Jared mentioned this when, when we were talking. I love dropping random you know, tidbits or nuggets of knowledge yes. on you when we were like walking around. Yeah, I feel like I and, owe you money. <laughs> I mean, you do lots. No, not really. I saw, I, um, you know, in Berlin and Prague, we saw a bunch of those tours going around and I just thought, suckers. <laughs> right. You got me. I get this Who, for why? free. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's funny though. I, I tried to share some of those tidbits with Don and it seemed like he was not as interested in it as you were. Hmm. Um, and maybe it's because he was just trying to take in everything. Because right. when it's your first time in Europe, it's it's really, I mean, it's the same first time everywhere. It's very overwhelming. It's easy to, you know, be caught looking up at all the buildings. And right, right, right. There's a lot to take in. Whereas, you know, for you, it wasn't your first time in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know you kind of like to nerd out about those things like I do. Yeah, I do. Know? Yeah. And I, I always trip out about, you know, numbers. And it's like, this was built in 11, whatever. It's like, oh, right. that blows my mind all the time. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> exactly. So I love so, hearing those fun facts or like weird stories. Like one, of, I remember one that sticks out to me is the story. I, and it's funny now because I can't even fully remember it properly. But at Stefan's dome, how it's missing, how one of the dome, like domes wasn't completed or towers. You mean wasn't the completed. towers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that was because the architect died. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. they just never kept, and they never yep. finished it. Right. Um, so now I'm curious, Jared. So here at the Untranslatable Podcast, we do a lot with language and with culture. And language mm-hmm. and culture are very heavily intertwined. So I'm curious. You've been back to the States for a bit. Hopefully you've decompressed a little. What are some Czech words and phrases you remember? I was actually, uh, a friend of mine picked me up from the airport and we went to, uh, by the way, I'm such an, not, I'm not an idiot, but it was so nice to be back in America. I went to a place called Dim Sum Garden, which is a famous uh, dumpling and uh, dumpling place here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ate a lot and it was great. And later I came home and I had a, a terrible stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But while I was enjoying the dim sum, before the stomach ache kicked in, I was trying to remember some of the Czech phrases. Uh, so dobry den, obviously, is uh, you know good day. Or you can mm-hmm. say ahoy, which is the more chill version of good day, the informal good day. Mm-hmm. Or good. ciao, but I prefer ahoy. Um, ahoy is one of my favorite Czech words. I love it. Prosim is, um, oh, wait, prosim is please. Dobry mm-hmm. den is de- good day. Dobry večer is good night. Ooh, very good. I'm impressed. Okay. Uh, Yidlo is food. Um, I uh-huh. never remember the, the the more common way to say check please, but I always remember uchet prosim, which is check please. That's perfect. But That's you perfect. usually the use please. the other version. Well, I usually say zaplatime prosim, zaplatime. which is like... That's what a Czech person usually says. I figured, because I, but that mm-hmm. one I always, for, for some reason, Uchet Protein stick stuck in my head quicker. Maybe it's, it's easier, a little it's easier, easier to, to say. say. It's shorter. It's quick. Yeah, it's but, four uh, syllables. I remember. I remember. Miesto is city. Uh, or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Miesto okay. city. Uh huh. Yeah. Good. You're good. Um, I don't remember train station, but I remember seeing train station. But I don't remember how to say it. Hlavni it nadraji is main train station. Hlavni nadraji—that's uh, a tough one. I remember nadraji. Nastravi uh, mm-hmm. is cheers, obviously. You can't uh, forget that one. Pivo, as I said, well, you know that's one of the main things I remember of Czech Republic is right. beer. And um, what were your thoughts on the Czech beer? Did it live up to the hype? Oh, for sure. There's something about the quality of that. Um, you know, you mentioned. You know, I remember before you mentioned. Um, that's something too. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you a lot while we were there. I don't know if I mentioned this a lot on the podcast. Maybe I did, but that it's a drinking culture that I didn't realize it was such. Even though I knew they were a beer culture, I didn't realize they drink more beer than the any level other of drinking culture it was. Yeah, but um, something to the you know we I I I've reviewed all those IPAs, double chocolate coffee IPAs. Right. You, I cannot drink most of those beers I reviewed, besides for maybe like some like maybe like a Tonewood Freshies. Remember that one, something like oh, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But like for most of those IPAs, I can't drink them. Like like the quality of those beers are perfect for this for the environment that they breed of just like drinking all night long. And so I remember mm-hmm. you telling me that when you first went to Chicago, Chicago, you drank eleven beers. When I first heard that, mm-hmm. I was like, what? And then when I was in Prague or or Komatov, I was like, oh, I totally understand how that could so easily happen. Oh, it goes down too easy, too smooth. When we have great conversations like we had consistently with a whole slew of people. Right. Yeah, definitely. Time kind of slips away from you. It does. Um, And so uh, that pivo is a word. That's a long way to say pivo. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Uh, Oh, uh, tiakui is thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Dobro not is actually good, uh, good, good night. I remember that one too. Good night. Very good. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty impressed. I didn't think you'd remember <laughs> this many. That's that's great. I remember more, but I I, need, I can't think of them right now. What does yeshte yedno mean? Yeshte yedno. Oh, yeshte uh, yedno. Yakshe uh, uh, is how are you? Yeah. Yeshte yedno is, I'm, is 
another round. Yeah, yes. very good. Yesterday, uh-huh. yeah, no. I remember three is three. Three. And um, Rika. Rika is the watercress. Yeah, and that's a popular word that most Czechs will ask foreigners to say because it has the r, which is an R with the hot check on it. Looks like a little V on top of it. An R with the hot check. So it's R hot check, E R hot check. I C H A. So it also has the ch. So it's re Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I kid you not, I walk to school saying re <laughs> I was it's impressed with good. your I was impressed with your level of check. I mean, obviously you weren't conversational, but you could easily get through a restaurant encounter uh, mm-hmm. pretty confidently. I you, like to flex my check a little bit with my American ready, friends when I come. You were ready for any restaurant uh, question they threw at you mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and nothing seemed part. to really catch you off guard. No, you're, you're right. It's it's weird. There's a couple environments. The restaurant I feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. Also bars because it's easy to order. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Same thing. It's actually right. probably simpler. But but the times where I will get I also remember name mom by the way, which is I don't have very good. All because you forgot your ticket or you lost your ticket. (laughs) Right, right. Um, That's the thing, though, man. That's how we learn languages when we associate these goofy (laughs) stories. stories. (laughs) Do you do you remember what Nevim means? I don't know. Very hit that ham horn, dude. Very good. Very good, Nevim. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but the, the, sometimes I do, when I'm on public transportation, like I took the train um, today, and the, the woman was asking me something, and I realized, oh, she just wants to see my ID. Right. You know, but I, I haven't, it's weird. On the train, I would say maybe one out of six times I'll get asked for my ID. Like, it's well, very rare. Funny that you say that, because when we were on uh, the first regional train going from uh, Komitov to, what's that city called? The capital of your reach of that region, Ustinad Labem. Ustinad Labem. Um, a, a group of four uh, older Czech people came up to us and didn't really say anything, but essentially gave this look and said, "Like you're in our seats," yeah. and we kind of just took it and left. But then, yeah. as I was walking away, I thought, "None of these seats are numbered." <laughs> right. Yeah. How are these their seats? <laughs> and what they yeah, what they told me was they had a reservation, which we might have got got. Who knows? Yeah, because it's like none of these seats have any numbers on them. How are these your seats? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. we just like we didn't know enough check to really challenge them, so we just got. Luckily, I mean, we just walked down and found another spot. But right. at first, we're like, I mean, okay, I don't know how exactly. these are yours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What What can you actually do? Right. Well, but good job. Jared, I have to say, I'm really proud with uh, the the check that you retained. Thanks, buddy. Uh, You're a good teacher. Thanks, man. I mean, it's easy when it's all around you. But I told you, you know, even before I came here and I was editing those previous episodes, I I took a lot more time editing because I would rewind it back and forth to try to uh, relearn some of those phrases. Sure. And I have one special check word today. I don't think I've used this before. I might have. But the word is kamo. I think I told you what Kamo mm, means. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Like a, a Kamalad, like a short for a bro, friend. Yeah, bro, friend, yeah. Um, so there you go. And I thought this was appropriate since uh, you are definitely one of my main Kamos. Yeah, um, and these so. trips definitely bring us closer together. Oh, it without a doubt. why I love slash hate Don also. <laughs> fair enough i mean that's the thing if you travel long enough with anybody you get on each other's nerves like i think yeah. we pick the right amount of time don I claims though, I, mm-hmm. don claims that he loves to put me in uncomfortable situations 
And I'm, I think that's only sometimes true. I think he also likes to use that to justify some things that he wants Putting to you, do. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's, I think he wants to do stuff that he doesn't want to admit. And he knows that it, because most things put me in an uncomfortable situation. So he can use right. that as a cover for doing stuff that he actually wants to try. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That but makes sometimes sense. I think it also is just because <laughs> he likes to make me uncomfortable for sure. Right. Like, like Carlo V. Lasny, I could believe him for saying that's just because he wanted to make me uncomfortable. Right. That was Although fun, I, though. It, it was a fun experience. Uh, and I think I probably liked it more because there were less people there, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. And it was for more sure. just us fucking around. Definitely. Well, Jared, I think it's time we switch gears and talk about our song of the pod. Parada. I have to tell you, on the way to Berlin, um, the day before you got there, I had been listening to some like acoustic music in German. It started mm-hmm. off with this artist named Cluzo, who I really like. Um, and we'll have to, if we haven't had him on as a song of the pod, we'll have to. But then, you know, sometimes with Spotify, if you randomly pick an artist, then they'll keep playing similar stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so this song by Hans Zollner, it's called um, um, Schwabing, uh, Schwabinglied, which is Swabian or Schwabish for Swabian song, um, popped up. And it was just voice and acoustic guitar. And the first thing that caught my mind or caught my ear, I guess, and also my attention and my curiosity <laughs> was um, was the... Uh, uh, that's the just, meme of the big trip, by the way, because we kept right. mentioning that. Right. And that's a line from uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. Or is it, you have my interest, but now you have my curiosity. I, dude, I don't, and now I don't even remember what the exact phrasing. We looked it up on purpose. It's, it's, it's something like that. But anyways, um, what, what I really like about the song is it's in... Um, he sings the whole thing in a Swabian dialect. Yes. Um, and it's acoustic guitar and voice. Um, and some of the stuff I understand, some of it I don't. Um, but it's it's just really cool to hear acoustic guitar and voice in a dialect. I think it's yes. really fascinating. I actually heard some fun German dialects in Heathrow um, in the security lines as I was mm-hmm. looking at my clock every uh, two minutes. <laughs> uh, and they were like joking around like, but hey, who did he... Uh, I, I Are you sure that wasn't Dutch? <laughs> no, it was definitely German. I, that was okay. just a terrible uh, re- rendition of their uh, okay, fair enough of their accent. Actually, it was funny at Dim Sum Garden. Um, there were people, uh, there were Germans waiting in line right next to us while we were eating, and I was like, "Hey, would you look at that?" Nice. And then there was a Spanish group that, or not Spanish, maybe Mexican, a Spanish speaking group that came in. Okay. And I was like, "Would you look at that?" Nice. Uh, and by the way, it's at first mm-hmm. you had my curiosity, but now you had my attention. Uh huh. But now I you see, have my attention. Go. Excuse me. There we go. So yeah, but what are your thoughts on it, Jared? I mean, as you, you said, know. you can like or I can, I I can get sort of a little less than the gist of it if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I pick up words here and there, and I get like, oh, he's going to this place. Oh, then something co- sort of right. uh, wonky happens to him. <laughs> you know, right. that's right. So that's that seems to be the most of the gist I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, same same here, more but or less. You, you told me you have the actual lyrics, so I'm curious to yeah. know what he's actually saying. So I'll. I'll... I'll I'll read some of it, and granted, I don't speak Swabian, so this okay. is kind of a shot in the dark. Um, but I've I've studied German dialects, and I think I can figure. I'll just I'll just do the first like line or line and a half. Mama hoo hoo. We don't need to bore our listeners with my horrible right. rendition of, of yeah, Swabian. Follow us on Translatable One and listen to the song. That's right. Um, but so it's even let's the and my Swabian. I'm not even going to try the accent. I'm just going to read it how I see it. Go so, for it. Even let's the Woche einmal in Schwabing. I, oh, I was I, last week. I went to Schwe, to Schwabish, Schwa, Schwabian, Schwabia, Schwabia, yeah, Schwabia, whatever you call yeah. it. I wollte I wollte disco dirndl im Glitzerwandel, 
So, uh, Vangelzing. So, uh, I, I wanted to... Oh, this is where it gets tricky. Yeah, what I, does that really mean? I, I, I'm <laughs> I trying to think. I get the words, but I don't really understand what right. that means. <laughs> I think it's kind of like I wanted to... What's a disco yeah. dirndl? Well, I'm wondering if he, he wanted to... Um, he wanted to see... I think like, it's he wanted to see... Like, like go the, to the disco go or to see the disco. women in pretty dresses? I think so, yeah. But then he says, Aber leider war es zu kalt und das Wetter war verrenkt. So, uh, unfortunately, it was too cold and, like, the weather was horrible. He the needs Zanznet to come to the U.S. and see uh, the people, that the way some girls go out when it's pretty cold. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's actually St. Patrick's Day here. And That's I've true. And so, I've seen some ridiculous uh, oh, levels sure. of lack of concern about the weather. Right. Um, and then he says, Das uns nicht umeinander gerent. So, and there, there they, they didn't. They weren't like running around or, or right, running right, around right. each other, something like that. But anyways, um, it's interesting though to hear the Swabian dialect with the song. It seems like it's kind of a funny song. Um, you know, um, tells a story about like trying to go out. There were um, a couple of verses I liked that went that fl that fl flew that I, my most a lot of music flowed? teachers, a lot of music teachers and art teachers hate, and English teachers hate the word flow. Mm -hmm. There was um. There was a part that I liked a lot that involved um, him speeding up his timing, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the words within a, a line that surprisingly worked for me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're Where totally he like right. fit, fit a whole like he'd almost double time for just a short part of a line. Right. Yeah, and it works. And I think yeah. the only reason why it works is it's acoustic guitar and voice. Mm. It's if it was with a band, it'd be it'd be trickier to do that. Right. It'd be a little but, too yeah. muddled, probably. Exactly. So more more stuff going on. Exactly. So yeah, so check it out, um, Schwebing, uh, Schwebing Lied from Hans Solner. It's a really interesting listen. If you're a German nerd like Jared and I are, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So check that mm -hmm. out, untranslatable one on Twitter or on our YouTube channel. Speaking of German nerd, are we going to do a German podcast after this? Um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, so let's move on to the jokes of the pod. So I got two of them for you today. And these are some clean jokes. So here we go. Um, uh, why did the painter um, become hospitalized? Mm. Uh, why is that? Was due, it was due to too many strokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and why did the robber take a bath? Because mm, the nice house. <laughs> That's not a joke. Because he wanted to make a clean getaway. Oh. Pretty the clever, is, right? Pretty you're clever. leaving all your DNA behind if you do that. That's true. That is true. All right. Well, now it's time to end our episode with a quote um, for our buddies abroad travel recap. And I think the quote is, like I mentioned in the main, main segment, when you're with friends... Don't be afraid to travel without a plan. Sometimes no plans are the best plans. Maps off. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Besides for exactly. when you're trying to get to somewhere specifically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then maybe you want the maps on, but otherwise, exactly. Don't yeah, be afraid besides, to explore. Yeah, besides for you trying to make a good impression meeting new people. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, you know, I have to say, man, it was a great trip. I think we all learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. I, hope I was proud of a, us. Definitely. And I think there's a lot of things our listeners can take from this episode. Another thing, can I just give another good tip about mm -hmm. travel? I'm sorry to cut off your- You're good. Uh, You're good. Another good tip that I like about traveling, especially outside of the U.S., is um, 
money usage is a lot more control. Like I don't, I haven't, I didn't come home like scared to look at my bank account or concerned about how much money I had because I took out controls amount at a t- controlled amounts at a time. I knew exactly where it was. I probably used my credit card, you know, twice for normal, you know, food purchases with, with nothing crazy. Right. And so um, it was nice to come home and 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 not have a, a, like a you know scared to open my bank account. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And that's the good thing about using cash, I think. Right. Definitely. Um, and I have to say, too, we were, I spent more than I intended, I think, but it still didn't break the bank. Um, that's for sure. Same with me. I mean, I definitely but, spent more than I was expecting. Right. Not expecting. But hey, we, but... We, can't, we can't take it with us. We're here for good time, not for long time. Exactly. So I, I, I still, there I'm, you go. I'm not going to lose my apartment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we hope this episode gives you some insight on, first of all, some things about Berlin and Prague. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, what it's like to travel with your friends and be the tour guide for your friends. So let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com some of your travel stories with your friends uh, and what you have done with your buddies abroad. We're very curious to hear about it. Also, check out our Instagram for all sorts of exciting pictures of our uh, shenanigans and travel escapades, Untranslatable Podcast. And of course, to check out our Song of the Pod Schwebing Lied von Hans Solner. Check out our uh, Twitter page, Untranslatable One. Uh, and we really appreciate all of your support from all of our listeners around the world. Um, thank you all for being so amazing. And Spread we look forward love. to talking to you again, giving you some other language tidbits and some travel tips or uh, some things about culture. So keep your eyes out for some uh, new content coming your way soon. And as we say here on the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya man. <laughs>